welcome to Tree Talking Time, where we talk all things tree dogs. From the smallest fights to the largest hounds, drink squirrels to bears and everything in between. And from time to time, we might even run a little fast game. dog we really started with mm-hmm. with this line of dogs anyway yeah was uh my cousin tim rhodes's tig dog his name was tig okay um that dog was above and beyond most red bones i'd ever seen mm-hmm. and at the time he's actually really i was like wow that's a good dog yeah and um one of the guys that hunted with us back then actually kept a record kept a log of that book that dog okay for a whole kill season and uh tig went 99 trees straight where we shot a coon wow saw a coon you know Mm -hmm. there's the coon we saw it yeah um that's impressive just from a standpoint of and you're gonna treat dens you would think you we saw 99 coons straight with that dog and that was clear until you know, here in the, the mountains, mm-hmm. it's not like fields or. Oh, no. It's, they had to go hunting. And for him to have a coon that consistent was another, like, oh, my, that's a, that's yeah. a dog. Yeah. It's impressive. That's for sure. And the night we were going, we're like, man, we're going for a hundred tonight, you know? <laughs> and we had a couple people there too, you know, because we're like, can't believe it. It was like, I think six degrees. Oh, geez. And february it was towards the end of kill season yeah it took that long to mm-hmm. and um he treated dan <laughs> i was like you gotta be kidding me but yeah of course the hundredth tree yep and then it was like six more trees after that he had a coon <laughs> you know that's yeah for like the rest of kill season but they were getting pretty th- you get a dog that kills a hunter coon mm-hmm. um your spots are hurting the next year around here. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But. Nah, I was, like I just told you, I was just down in Ohio, and we, we kill every can we see out there. Yeah. Because they're everywhere. Mm-hmm. And you're never going to hurt the population just the way. Seems like it. No, the, they're just. You know, they always come back. Right. And uh, my buddy out there, he's like, why don't you kill more coon? I'm like, because I like to continue to hunt the spots that I hunt. <laughs> right. Yep. Yeah, even now, actually training, uh, uh, you know, I always got a young dog along. Mm-hmm. and really haven't even hunted the old dogs old dogs i'm saying like the, the three-year-olds much yeah five um even with kill season in i shoot the first coon that night yep skin it keep that hide with me the rest of the night and when they tree i toss the hide there you go and uh the dogs don't care they've been trained on a hide from they were little you yeah. know and it just keeps going through and and actually, in the summertime, I can carry a hide with me on a young dog, and they still think they're getting every coon they tree. That's a good idea. I never really thought about that, carrying a, carrying That's what a I hide do. with you. Yeah, I carry a frozen one in the summer. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, if I got a pup, yeah. they tree, they get the fur, and they don't seem to even mm-hmm. care that it's not the coon. It's, it's just a frozen hide. Yeah. Yep. That's a good idea. I never thought about that. Keep all your tracks. Yeah. I mean, you're still going to get a track, and they got to go hunt, and they got to work that out. But yep. if they have it, it just it just makes it easier training a dog when you can give that correction and reward. Yep. Which is the know? hardest part about training, you know, running young dogs in the yeah. off season, is especially here where the coons are thin. Yeah, you don't yeah. have that reward. You do if you have a frozen hide, and they're on it. That's why. <laughs> yep. It helps me with, you know, my competition dogs too. Mm-hmm. I mean they. They think they're getting a coon every time, except when we go to a hunt. Yeah. I wish I could carry a frozen hide on, <laughs> on a hunt, but I can't. So. But. Well, before we get too far into this, why don't you introduce yourself? I'm Wade Coons. That's um, not C-O-O-N-S. <laughs> no, that's a dog down. Yeah, uh, K-U-H-N-S. Yep. There is a dog named, well, well, unfortunately he just passed away, but yeah. there was a dog named Wade Coons. Yeah, black and tan. Yep. <laughs> yep. Uh, yeah. Old Wade Coons was his, I was worried about when he named that dog Wade Coons. I thought, watch him be a dud. So, <laughs> but luckily, he turned out pretty good. He but did. Died early. So, but, yeah. But while the Black and Tan's named after you, you're a Redbone man. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, probably, and the funny thing about it being a Redbone guy, the biggest 
hunt I ever did really good in was Autumn Oaks. Was with an English dog two years ago, <laughs> so, <laughs> named Hawk. Okay. Yeah. But um, yeah. I mean, I I know. I'm not colorblind. A good mm-hmm. dog's a good dog to me. I don't yeah. care if I mean I'm I'm impressed with a black and tan or an English or a Walker. I, yeah. If they're a good one, they're a good. One. Oh yeah, I, I agree. You know. Yep. A good dog's a good dog, but at the same time. Sometimes it's not necessarily what you want to have in your kennel every day. Right, right, you're right. Yeah, you like to see, uh, to me. I like to see a good red bone, but mm-hmm. you know, but I appreciate any good coon dog. Yeah, yeah. Well, you've you've done some winning, and that's actually kind of one of the reasons. You know, I don't live that far from you, and I was actually looking at the TOC list. Looking, I was like I said, I went to Ohio. I was kind of trying to find somebody maybe mm-hmm. close to there that would had a dog that you know some notable dogs, and I was. And then I saw that you have two qualified for TSC. I'm like, well, heck, I'm going to ri- drive right through here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, glad you stopped. So you've obviously done some winning and uh, with your line of dogs. So mm-hmm. w- what's the secret? Because as we discussed outside, there's not that many good red bones. Uh, there are few and far between, but, I mean, just red bones in general are few and far between. Yeah. Um, the upper, I mean... The northern part of the United States, I'd say, has more red bones, okay. number-wise. Mm-hmm. So, you know, with the numbers, you actually have more good ones. Yeah. Um, there's getting to be pockets of good ones down south, too. Okay. Um, a couple of buddies are, you know, uh, Texas has some, Louisiana, Mississippi. Mm-hmm. But up here, the hide hunters made the dogs a long, you know, years ago. Yeah. And... Red bones were always good for having a coon. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of competition guys like his walkers in English, but um, hide hunters would have red bones. Okay. So, you know, a lot of times that's the way it went. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I like hide, hide hunting myself. Yeah. I do. Yeah. Um, anymore, it's more just a game. Like I was telling you outside there, when I have a, a I'll tree one, skin it and use it the rest of the night to mm-hmm. train to throw to the dogs and then i'll keep that hide yeah for the summer for next year or whatever yeah but yeah i'll keep i I, I don't like traveling i like traveling get with a couple guys and uh yeah. hey come on up and let's shoot some coons okay yeah yep. no problem it's fun it's good time it is yep so what stands out about your line of dogs that have made them do so well in the competition because like i said there's not a lot of really good red bones so um, I don't know. I've tried to, they've always been pretty fast on, on the ground. Um, it's things I struggled with was getting dogs that open quick. Okay. Um, so I kind of concentrated on going around hunting with people that had, which mostly, uh, is Ohio. I went with John Biggert's dogs, fast strike dogs. Mm-hmm. Um, I was impressed with that. And, the thing about his is they actually pass it on. Okay. So he's got a, had a special deal out there and an aftershock dog and a dog named T. T was out of shock. Okay. And T throws. It's kind of kind of neat how you see it work. Um, T would actually throw a strike dog like shock. Okay. So mm-hmm. the, it's kind of the pups would come out like shock yep. more than T. And uh, that's what I noticed anyway. Yeah. And But then I had Kong, who was out of tea, mm-hmm. the Grand Knight. And uh, Kong's pups don't quite strike as fast as tea, but they're faster than Kong. Okay. So, yeah, you know, but they're I've good. I've heard that before. You know, it, it seems to skip. Some, you know, sometimes some traits skip generations. Yep. And, and grandpups resemble grandparents more than they do parents. I've noticed it a lot. And, um... When you start having grandparents and parents that are the same, mm-hmm. now you're getting to where. That's why I was saying I never really lime bred because I didn't want to ingrain what I wasn't looking for. Yeah. Now I'm getting what I want, mm-hmm. and there's generation or two behind it back in that same yep. trait. Which so now you're getting to the point where you want to. I concentrate think I kind of want to try it just to see. Yeah. I mean, it might turn out like nothing, but. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'll try it. Now I'm I'm ready to try it a little more. Yeah. Um. So yeah. 
So what made you, what drew you to red bones? Cause you said you've hunted a little bit of everything. I used to hunt walkers more than anything. And, um, now that's close 30 years ago, but a dog named Tig. Okay. I told you a little yep. bit about, um, was my cousin's dog. And, uh, yeah, that dog there was, he was a high dog in hide season. You know, like yep. when we were shooting coons, mm-hmm. that dog was, right now that same dog would be $12,000 dog. Yeah. Easy. And he was a competition dog too. Okay. Um, he was, he's just solid mm-hmm. all around. He treed, you could walk past him, shoot coon, come back to him. Nice. You know, and that's yeah. one of the things, a lot of dogs, I don't care what kind they are, you're not going to do that. No. You know, start shooting coon out there. Yeah, like, oh, let's go for coming. You didn't have to tie him. Yeah, you could walk by him, and we tried all kind of stuff with him. He was just solid. Mm-hmm. And as far as breeding, he only ever had eighteen eighteen puppies. Okay, he had three title mm-hmm. out of two different females. Yeah, so the the litter that had the two that titled were both females. Okay, that started me. I actually had grand nights out of both of those females. Okay. And uh, the one female was a little quirky like some red bones are. Mm-hmm. Um, she didn't want to hunt with strange dogs as much. Yeah. She's a heck of a coon dog, but yep. you put a pup with her, she might shut down, stand around. The other one, no way. All she wanted to do was get going, and I, so I used her to continue on with – even though I got good dogs out of both of those females. Yeah. One was a night champion named Jane. The other was a grand knight named Daisy. Mm-hmm. Even though they were both good, Daisy was better in my opinion. Yeah. On account of no quirks. Yep. She'd tear the pen apart to get out if you were working a young dog in the yard. <laughs> you know, like her whole mission was to get a coon. Yeah. And it showed in her competition hunting too. She, uh. She made night champion, I think, 15 months. Now, this that, is back in the day, you know? Now, was that when you first, were those your first two female, your first two red bones you got after Tig? Well, they were still my cousin's dogs. Okay. Uh, Tim owned Tig, and he owned Daisy. Gotcha. His brother, Ted, at Jane. Gotcha. So, it's still kind of like a f- yeah. family thing, but I, I'm still like, man, they're good ones, but... I wasn't set in yet, <laughs> completely in, you know, pretty much, but yeah. not completely uh, with Red Bones. And then I got a dog named Big Red, and Big Red was what we needed. He's real similar in, to Tig. Gotcha. Um, bred pretty good, bred all right, but he was locked down tree dog, mm-hmm. you know, and no feelings. <laughs> like, you could come to my house. Never even go out and meet the dog. Dark, go get him. He's going to treat you coon. Yeah. Just like he would for me. Mm-hmm. And that was the other thing that started me to getting better dogs with less goofiness. None, don't get me wrong. There's still pups come out that are weak in those departments every yeah. now and then. Yeah. But it's getting less and less. I don't leopards and cur dogs. Yeah. I'm, I'm well aware of quirks. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's kind of the same, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm just trying to breed it out. I guess some guys are like, well, why don't you just hunt a walker then? Well, because I want to have a red bone like that. Yeah. I still want to keep this. I wouldn't say brains because walkers, there's some good walkers. Yeah. They've gotten better. Yeah. There, for a, there was a stretch where they were. They were uh, getting all a little. walker guys. Right. But there, was a, there was a stretch no. of time where there was a lot of stupid walkers. Yeah, they got real. But, but see, those guys were, they knew what they needed to win. Mm-hmm. And it's tree. If you're going to win, that dog can't shut down. I can't finish this track. Mm-hmm. I mean, let's just be real. In summertime, yeah, I don't want my dog, even though it's kind of a fault, I'd rather it get treed than come back to me when I'm in a hunt. And it's, if it gets treed, yeah. nine times out of ten, I can circle it. Yeah. I'm not saying it's any better. <laughs> I'm just saying... If I want to win, yeah, I need that circle more than I need the coon right there. Yeah, and if and it comes that, back to you now, it's minus on your track points. There you go. So the walker sitting out there treed, my red bone comes in, I'm screwed. Neither of them have a coon, but I'm screwed. Yeah. You know, so 
that's kind of like the catch 22. Right. <laughs> Your dog did okay. You're going to walk to a slick tree, but in a competition hunt, he saved his hind end. Yours yeah. lost its hind end right there. Yep. So that's the difference in, I mean, a lot of walker guys don't care if they walk to five trees as long as one of them got a coon. Yeah. In a, in a hunt. Mm-hmm. I mean, but then there's other guys that they're going to thump their dog for being slick all the time. But, oh, yeah. And I mean, I think it, like we've said, it's gotten better. Oh, yeah. I yep. mean, even just in the last 10 years that I've kind of followed the competition hunts, it, it seems like you used to have a lot of slick train walkers, and now it's, you got a lot of walkers that more often than not have a coon. Right. I've, I've definitely noticed a lot less trash running in the walkers and more mm-hmm. coon treeing. I mean, yeah. they're actually doing, I mean, there's some good walkers out there. I am not saying that. Not yeah. one bit. If something's going to beat me, it's usually a walker. If yeah. I beat something, it's probably a walker. So, I mean, <laughs> well, it's what like, you, what it's you what you're hunting against. You yeah. got to hunt against them guys. So, but yeah, I've been beaten by a lot of walkers. How do they stand up against black and tans? Same thing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like, I've been beat by them. I've beat them. I mean, just, I mean, I feel like just so I'm getting my share every now and then. If I can get a win here and there, you're doing all right. Um, of course, you don't want to be losing all the time, but if I'm losing all the time, that one's down the road. Yeah. You know, I probably won't even sell it. So. Hope I understand. Yep. I was really hoping you were going to be like, no, I beat them black and tans every time. No, heck no. Can't beat everybody all the time. Never, never happens. <laughs> Andy listens to this. That's why I was hoping oh, you would okay. say that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, just no, just Andy's, to get him riled up. I'm pretty sure Andy's beaten me before. I mean, I probably beat him, but he's beat me. You yeah. know, he's got some good dogs. Yes, sir. Now there's some of the black and tans have really come a long ways too. Yeah. I, I've, now, granted, you know, being friends with you and Andy on Facebook, obviously I see a lot of dogs in the state that are black and tan and red bones, but it seems like Pennsylvania's kind of a nice little honey hole for some off-colored dogs. Yeah. Yep. Um, yeah. You, that black and tan sectional, where's that at? The one up in New York? Or was that? Great uh, Northern End. Yeah. Springville has it. I think so. Yeah. It seems like they have a pretty good turnout. Yeah, I noticed they usually, that hunt's a good one, too. I mean, as far as their numbers. Yeah. Like I said, it's just for off-colored dogs, It's we seem to be a little hotbed for them, at least. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, there's probably, Red Bones are pretty hot in uh, Pennsylvania. You have, like, Scott Berkey, mm-hmm. Red Moran's always, you know, everybody yep. knows Red Moran's got a Red Bone. Yep. Um, You know, there's... Well, there's there's was Kelly Hyde, Crasses. Okay. Um, there's a bunch of. It's hard keeping like that longevity. Yeah. But there is Pennsylvania's got red bones with with longevity. I mean, mm-hmm. it's kept keeps going. That's good. So, Especially- I'd say I'd say there's probably not. You always hear these guys down south and stuff. Oh, I never seen a red bone tree of coon. Well, I'm pretty sure everybody in Pennsylvania has seen one tree of coon. Maybe I, not the best all the time, but I'm pretty sure they've seen, seen red bone on your coon. I mean, yeah, we don't have many show up anymore. When I first started, when I joined the Cooners Club that I'm a member of, we had some a guy that would come every now and again. And mm-hmm. he, I mean, it was packed coon dogs most of the time. They were night champion at least. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Yeah, they're coming. It's it's when uh I mean one thing I try to do is be objective. Yeah. I mean, I look at my dog if hard if not harder than I'm looking at yours. Mm-hmm. I don't I really care what yours is doing. Well, I'm like, worried about what mine's doing, <laughs> you know. Like you said you've you're you're chasing a, a dog to hunt a certain way and yep. and in order to get it to do that, you need to be able to be objective and yeah. and actually be honest with yourself, which I yeah. think that's a lot of people's yeah, I'm not going to get hung up on old red, you know, like, oh, old red. I don't want to have to talk about the same dog for the next 50 years. Yeah. I want to, here's the next one. Here's the next one. Yeah. Um. Yeah, if, I've, I've learned to be a little leery. If someone's always talking about old red or something, and that's the only good one he's ever really had or enough to talk about. Yeah. That longevity's probably not there. Yeah. And... You know, I'd I'd really like to put one somewhere good one of these days. Like maybe it'd be nice to consistently hit the world hunt. There is no red bone line that's 
constantly in the top 20. Yeah. None. There is no red boat. And I don't know. I'd like to do that, but, you know, maybe it's a stretch. Well, you got to do you compete. If you get qualified, do you go over here? I don't know. Actually, there's always something going on. I like, know. It's we my just talked problem. about the yeah, tournament champions. You've qualified for the last three years and you haven't went yet. Well, I, yeah, that's true. <laughs> so. I had I did go one time with another dog, uh, a buddy of mine, Josh Barrick, had a Grace female. Okay. And I hunted her for a few weeks leading up to that, and um, I had her ready to go. Didn't that thing come in heat <laughs> the first night out there? And she was two months early. Jeez. I was like, oh, my. I got out there, and she was cranking. Yeah. She was doing really good. Got out there, and she was off. And one male was chasing her. Of course, I'm you thinking know, that males. I was like, yeah, you better get rid of him. You know, <laughs> I'm getting kind of mad. You know, it's like, man, it's he's bugging her. He's yeah. all at the tree. He was humping her. I'm thinking, uh, <laughs> you know, what am yep. I going to do here? And, you know, of course, I'm defending the dog. Yeah. The dog I'm hunting mine. And I'm like, man, it's, it's not her. She can't be in heat. So, I mean, the next morning I come out to feed her, and then she dripping. <laughs> I thought, man, I feel bad. I felt bad because yeah. it ruined, well, my hunt and the other yeah. guy's dog. I'm sure he wasn't there because he's, yeah, you know. But, but unfortunately, that's just the way it is. Yeah, but I, I mean, it's nothing I could do about it. She shouldn't have been mm-hmm. in heat, but she was. But, yeah, I've had my own qualify, I think, three years straight now, and I haven't went with one of them. Now, is that part of why you've shifted more towards males, or? I've always liked males. Okay, because I just noticed, like, you had your little head male heavy. <laughs> yeah, I have a lot of male dogs. Yeah, that's, I just like the idea of never having to worry about going out there. You need the females to keep going. Yeah. Good females, but even, that's really hard to find the good ones, too. Yeah. But usually if I keep one, it's pretty decent. Gotcha. I mean, I feel like I can take her and win with her. Yeah. So. Good deal. Uh, yeah. Trying to trying to make a little statement, I guess, sometime here. Yeah. Like I said, you, I know you you went pretty consistently locally. I mean, that's the different the different couple coon clubs around I follow on Facebook, you know. Yeah. It's not uh, uncommon for you to be in the winter's circle at them. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, lately though, I mean, sometimes the competition hasn't been real heavy in the last year. Gotcha. All the clubs I've been to have been Everybody's hurting right now a little oh, bit. Yeah. Um a couple of the bigger ones, you know, like Blairsville has a pretty good hunt. Yep. Um went out there this year. Um Did you go out there for uh Mount um, Music? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we were out there to see those guys again. Um But yeah, that I mean there's like it seems like once the spring's kinda over with, yep. Yeah, the rest of the year's pretty mm-hmm. I mean Five, six dogs yeah. at a hunt. Yeah, we had a doubleheader about a month ago, and that's we had five dogs in each. Yeah, that's about the way it goes. Yeah. Well, some of the sectionals maybe get 12, 13. Yeah. Uh, but our hunts, we have kind of a bigger one in the spring there, or I guess it's June, where we have a we, – we barbecued. It's like a hunter appreciation yeah. type hunt yep. for our members and stuff, and anybody wants to come. Mm-hmm. And we do – uh like like the fireman chicken, you yeah, know, barbecue chicken on the big yep. racks. We do that, and that hunt's usually the last good one we have where we turn out, you know, a good bit of dogs. I think we even good. had 27 one. Wow. Two years ago. Okay. Which is pretty good for Wasn't anymore. That, you guys, that was like the COVID year, wasn't it? Yeah. Cause, <laughs> we were just hanging stuff. We were hanging there, tough, Because there was man. nothing going on, so everybody came out to <laughs> yeah. it. Then we were like, oh, man. What are we going to do now? We got to get these <laughs> dogs guided, you know. And it, yeah, I wasn't really expecting that. But yeah. Everybody shut everything down. <laughs> yeah, so. we held it in there. <laughs> I remember seeing that. Yeah, that was wild. So yeah. How, Put what, us on the spot there. <laughs> was your hunt last night at your local club? Yeah. What'd yep. you do? Well, it was, I mean, we did good. But the old dogs did a tree of coon. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's nobody there. Gotcha. You know, it was like, I think we hunted four dogs the first. I think four dogs both times, I think. Okay. So, nothing to brag about. Yeah. You know, 
Hey, they're doing their job. I mean, unfortunately. They got to go tree coon still, so. But they did, and we're good. There you go. Yeah. Nothing real impressive there. <laughs> <laughs> so. So tell me a little more about your red bones. Like, how do they hunt style-wise? I know you're saying you 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 want them to hunt like a walker, but what what's the same? What's different? What? Um. What I'm looking for, what I, uh, the good ones, they're, uh, I don't really want a super independent dog. Okay. They are independent, but like, if I took you hunting tonight, more than likely the two dogs I take mm-hmm. will be together. Gotcha. I mean, unless there's a coon real handy there, they might split. Yeah. But if I take those same two dogs and split them up at a hunt. Yeah. A lot of times they're going to be treeing their own coon, but will tree with another dog. Okay. So, and that's kind of how I I want them. I don't want to. I, I talked to you a little bit about compromise. Yeah. Um, in Ohio, say or Michigan, they're going to want a, a dog that gets first tree every time. Yeah. Because they got them. They can have four dogs in a fifty yard circle, and they all have a coon. We treated. We had a tree the other night. I had five coon in one tree, so. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but it's like, you know, here, oh, yeah, it's great to have an independent dog out out there when you're hunting these big hunts. And they yep. got, and you the dogs will go yonder, get hooked, tree till you get there. But if I'm going to tree coon consistently here in Pennsylvania in the mountains, if they don't have nothing, they better get to that dog and at least check to see if it is a coon that it's barking at. Yeah. And if it is, get with them and tree it. Yeah. You know? <laughs> a little bit of something is better than nothing. Right. And, and that's what thin coon. That's what happens. And uh, I, I think a lot of, you know, Midwest guys get a little bit, oh, that dog's a Me Too dog. Well, that Me Too dog's going to, it's going to get you. Yeah. And hunt. If you bring a dog from the Midwest here, they're going to run out there 200 yards and say, where's the coon? Exactly. We've done it so many times. I know some people that have bought dogs and brought them in. And that's what they do every time. And they, they don't look like the same dog. No. I mean, out there. I'm not saying they're not good, but it's just, it's me different. Either. But they're looking for that, zip around that 10-acre patch and find that coon sitting on the edge. It jumps right up. Yep. Here, well, talking about Andy Dent, me and him laugh. We get out there, a guy at, you know, Indiana, hey, we're turning into a big patch. Going to turn you into a big woods. And I can see three sides of the woods from where I'm standing. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And, uh, and I'm thinking, oh, boy. Well, like me, uh, we and Andy were saying there the one day, I said, I could go to, if I was a squirrel, I could get the whole way to your house, which is 60 miles away and never touch the ground yeah. on a tree, you know? Yep. So it's a it's a lot different. The dog's got to go here. Yep. And, you know, that's the other thing I try to be objective with with breeding is out there they don't have to breed for that go. Yep. They breed for a tree. Yep. And so I kind of got to end strike. Mm -hmm. They have to, I kind of compromise sometimes here with what I do because I know I want to go out there and win. Yep. But you got to have that kind of dog. But that dog can't do as good here. Exactly. It's it's hard yeah. to it's, be able to compete in multiple places. Right. Because it takes a different style dog. Yeah. And I mean, if you compromise the right way, you're you're gonna be competitive here or there. Yeah. It's just you know, you can't it's almost like you can't go completely for what's out there. Yep. And bring it here and still makes, makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Like we were talking big game dogs, you know, a lot of big game dogs don't have that hunt. And that's kind of where a couple of my dogs are at is they don't have a lot of hunt. They'll they'll run a track and they'll tree, but mm-hmm. they don't have that go find it because right. big game dogs are bred most of the time to run off a bait rig or you know they're getting walked you know across a track. Right. I mean you've both done it. I mean there's all different ways. Going down the road, they all blow up in the truck. That's a hot one. Cut them yep. loose or. We call it the walker. Send the walker down over the, the ridge with the two strike dogs, which walk with him, or yep. just fan out a little bit Yep. till he walks him across the track. Yeah. 
now the difference in the big game dogs where like a lot of dogs the coon dogs won't work is the big game guys got to have a dog that will not quit exactly a lot of coon dogs are like ah, i'm not gonna do this forever <laughs> i'm gonna go get treed somewhere yep. you know so they got to compromise a little those guys are usually coming to a coon dog to get bred sometimes but they're looking for a certain type of coon dog too yep. you know if they're gonna try that mm-hmm. um but yeah i mean they're definitely it's just as different as midwest and here yep for coon dogs you gotta it no matter what people you you kind of think how a hound is a hound is a hound but it's it's not no you know where you hunt what you hunt varies a lot changes a lot right that's the, and talking about the bear hunters i've had uh Luckily, some of the guys that got bear dogs or pups from me yeah. or big game guys. Um, and I always told them, you know, when they were getting them, like, I don't know. I don't know what they're going to do. Yeah. You know, I, I think they'll stay in there because I was, I have dogs I put on coyotes, or not coyotes, bobcats. Okay. And that's an all-day affair. Yeah. Believe it or not. I mean, them things can go. Yep. And uh, so, and mine won't come off. They'll stay on it until... You know, I pull them off, mm-hmm. and uh, the bear guys have done real good with some of them. That's awesome. Yeah, I mean, I get a lot of calls about them. They're they're saying you know these the big red dogs, the ones out of Big Red, mm-hmm. and the ones out of Kong seem to be the ones that make the best stick in there and stay on a track. Yeah, yeah. Now, for for big game. Yep. Now, did you sell most of them north or south? Um, just curious. Not that it really matters. Uh, there's like, it seems like Virginia area. There's okay. a bunch in that area. There's like three different guys. Um, there's a guy down in North Carolina was, he was like, Hey, I, I've tried about all of them. This one works. Yeah. So, um, there's a guy out of Michigan, Tory Wood got, he came the whole way in here to get, what he was hoping to make one a coyote dog, and that's the first I've ever. I was like, man, I don't know if you want to. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, I said, you're welcome to come, but it's a long way to drive <laughs> for a. I was thinking trying to make a coyote dog out of a, something that's been bred to be a coon dog. Right. Guess what? It worked. That's great. And I thought, good grief! I can't believe that. But he's liking them. Yeah. Um, they're doing pretty good for him. Got some versatility then. A little bit. It seems to, I guess, I mean, it depends on who's training them, too. Mm-hmm. I'm sure it has. I'm sure it does. But at the same point, sometimes, you know, if dogs don't, like you said, don't have that stick, they're not going to stick. It doesn't matter. Right. Who's training it. So. Yep. Yeah. So, I mean, uh, as far as my red bones, I'm, I'm doing, <laughs> I, I like that stick, too. Um, I can't stand a dog that comes back. Yeah. I mean, not saying that when they're young, if I had to make them go back in there, mm-hmm. you know, I'll do it, but I'm not going to keep doing it. Gotcha. You know, if they're, if they're not wanting to treat a coon as bad as I do, I'm probably not going to be not here too long. <laughs> yeah. Makes sense. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't know. We'll see what happens <laughs> in the future, but I'm hoping it keeps going. <laughs> it seems go. to. Um. I've tried the uh, X bread crosses. Talked a little bit about that. Oh yeah. So what is, what's your reasoning for doing that? Looking for more. Um, I would say there's the like the, there's hardly any red bones anyway. Mm-hmm. There's even fewer good ones. But if you can put a little extra in there, I mean, a couple generations down the road, it's got to build more genetic. Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't just say, get down the road, oh, there's a walker, I'm going to throw that one in there. It's got to be a a walker that definitely produces, and it's producing what I like. Yeah. You know, I mean, but I'd never just throw in just any old dog. It's going to have to be. You're looking for something very specific when you've done it. Yes, to try and, um, like I used a bushwhacker dog. I had a pup here. It was actually a buddy of mine bred the female to Bushwhacker. Okay. And I had the pup, the ex-bred pup. Yeah. And um, 
she did pretty good too. I mean, um, the Nighthawk dog, Ohio Warhawk. Yeah. Um, English dog, right? Yeah. That was one of the fastest hunting dogs I've ever turned loose. Um, I ex-bred him on a red bone. Okay. And um, a couple of them, there's one of them that's hunting 20 mile an hour. It's It looks red. Yeah. It's an ex-bred. Yeah. But I've, I've noticed like that, that dog, Hawk, throws a go yonder, hunt hard, sit down tree dog. Like yeah. he is going to tree and stay. Yeah. And he'll split. He'll do it. He's a nice dog. Mm-hmm. But that high hunt speed was what I really, and I hunted him for about two months. Okay. So I knew, I'm like, wow, that's, that's some, that's some of the little money dogs, money dogs, yep. the walkers have that hunt speed too. And I haven't thrown that in there. Mm-hmm. I, I, for some reason, seem to have, over the years, seen better crosses on English with my dogs. Okay. Than the walker. The walkers haven't been bad. Yeah. But for some reason, it's not been as. It hasn't come out the way I was expecting it to yeah. as much. Now, have you bred back to the purebred status? Does the Redbone Association allow that? Yeah, you can. Okay. And I th- I'm thinking this year, a cross I made, a guy actually brought his granite walker to my Redbone. Yeah. And we had pups. Um, there's a female out of that cross mm-hmm. that's really nice dog that'll probably be coming here to get bred okay this fall this fall winter sometime yeah and um which I will definitely try a pup out of that, yeah, and hopefully it's a female that turns out mm-hmm. her pups would be back to Redmond, okay, so. Yeah, I mean, it, and that one really, with that cross there, the, the red bone male to the walker female mm-hmm. actually turned out better than using a walker male on the red bone. Okay. That, maybe it was just coincidence. Yeah, maybe it was those individuals. but Yeah, but that was actually a, a bone collector female. Okay. And on the bottom side was Tequila Sunrise, mm-hmm. which is a real hot walker cross. Yeah. So, I mean... So I don't know. We'll see if it all comes oh, back. Yeah. Breeding's I mean ultimately a crapshoot. You no matter what. Yeah. What, what you what homework you do, whatever you think is gonna happen. <laughs> yeah. It doesn't come out like I had going back to that cross. Um, it was Kong and the Walker female. Yeah. I had one that was Kong's wide open. Okay. The female, her name was Tank. Is wide open. You know, we got a lot of still mouth dogs out of that cross. Really? I have no idea how. <laughs> Mine was real tight. Yeah. I mean, she would get in there and get treed. Just not what you're looking for, though. And I, so I was like, well, and I don't want to do like the, well, it's in her, so I'm going to keep breeding it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, that's not what I'm looking I wanted to keep the longevity. I got to have yeah. a couple generations deep of that. I think to to continue on and breed true to that. Yeah. So, I mean, I mean, I'm so kind of crapshoot to me too, but I have seen things that kind of help me. Yeah. Just by being objective and like, well, this this junk. I mean, I'm done with <laughs> it. You know, I'm gonna get. I'm not gonna keep it. Yeah. Just because it say, and I think that's where a lot of guys have the problems. Well, it's got my name on it. You know, well, that's yep. not going to work. I don't care if it does or not. It doesn't work, <laughs> yep. you know. You can't just get it in your head that, well, I can skip this generation. If the blood's there, so yep. I'll breed this again. And you're putting that hole back in there. Yep. So that's kind of what I'm trying to say is, like, I'm trying to eliminate the holes. Yeah. I think you're doing your due diligence in actually making sure you hunt your females, which. Oh, Yeah. <laughs> can sometimes be a hole in some breeding right. programs. Yeah, I don't, if they can't, if I can't win with it, I don't, why would I want to breed it and yep. and try to win, which maybe I could, but then what's the next generation going to do? Yep. So, you know, I don't know. Yeah. 
That's yeah. kind of where I'm at with it. That makes a lot of sense. <laughs> like I said, it seems to be working. That's for sure. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't buy a pup very often. Mm-hmm. Um, so I just, I mean, I might. And how long have you been? How long did you say you've been? You've had your line of dogs. Uh, well, if you, I mean, if you count with my cousin, me and him are kind of like together on it, sort of. Yeah. You know, it's probably been. 20 some years. Okay. Yeah. 20. I'm trying to even think how old Tig was when he was around. I think it was in the nineties. Okay. I'm like, so since then. Well, that makes a lot more sense. You said you shot 99 coon out to him. Yeah. (laughs) Back in the nineties, that actually paid. Yeah. (laughs) Unlike today. Well, even, did you hunt coon there a couple of years ago when the hides were? Yeah. When I got started in Ohio, like we were making like 10 bucks coon. Well, just not too long ago, I was getting 50 some for the big ones. Oh, wow. It was like, uh, I mean, I always go through NAFA, which is Canada. Yeah. They'll come around here with their U-Hauls or whatever. Yeah. And uh, that wasn't even that long ago. It was like the most I'd ever gotten for Coon and Fox. Really? Yeah. I was like, what was that, five years ago? Okay. Um. Yeah, I, was, I took some really good pictures those years. <laughs> <laughs> it was like the old days had a whole wall coon hide, you know. And, yeah. Yeah. Well, I think I think here my grandson was just barely talking, and he's 10 now, so I guess it's probably been nine years. Yeah. Time flies, but eight, nine <laughs> years. Because I have him sitting on a big pile of fox and coon hides. You know, yeah. Picture of, so. You do a lot of trapping then, too? I'd, for fox and stuff, yeah. Mm. Fox, um, some muskrat. And you got a lot of reds around here? We did, yeah. I mean, a good many. Gotcha. Yeah. I, I know there are certain parts of the state that have more grays than reds, and I know down where I'm at, we have all reds. We don't have grays, so. Yeah. wasn't sure what you're, what you're like here. We're, well, you know, driving through here, you see a lot of fields. Yeah. But then you got the mountains, too, with brushy yep. foots. So, we're about, I'd say, f- it seems like since the coyote numbers went up, the reds went down gotcha. a little bit. But the the grays, you can still, so there's still guys that are really whacking the grays. Mm-hmm. You ever tree gray? Yeah. I actually <laughs> got a picture on my phone. I would, um, love, I would love to. See, if I lived here, I'd, I'd have trashy dogs because I'd run anything than trees. <laughs> I, I like to run anything. I'm not a, yeah. I'm not a competition hunter, so yeah. I'm like, I don't care. Yeah. Yeah. Bobcat, gray fox, coon. Well, that, uh, whatever. Ari out there. If it goes up a tree. Yeah. <laughs> Those, uh, it's almost like the grazer by as easy to tree as a bobcat around here, believe it or not. Yeah. And the ones that we actually have treed are guys I know have treed. Yeah. It's kind of been by accident coon hunting. Yeah. You know, at night and they actually stayed. But there's been so many times, dump them on a bobcat you saw. Yeah. That thing goes all night. Or I, li- I like doing it when it comes in, in the snow. Yeah. As long as we don't get too much. But it seems like where the most bobcat population is, is back in the mountains. Yep. And um, like my best spots, I can't get to when I really need to. <laughs> exactly. You know, our season's so short. Yep. I asked Andy about that a couple of years ago, because knowing he lived up here, and he's like, no, he goes, I break everything off of Bobcat. He goes, that's a good way to ruin a coon hunt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're going to be at it for a while if they like him. He's like, every time you walk into a tree and that sucker jumps out. <laughs> yeah, yep, they do. Most of the time. Sometimes the young ones are the only ones, I mean, the only ones I've actually ever seen get treed were young. Gotcha. Like a small cat. Yeah. I've had them, uh, I mean, one time they blew up in there and I was like, oh, it sounds like they caught the thing. I thought they surely jumped off on a daytime coon yeah. or something. And until I got there, it was probably a 10-pound little female bobcat. So I you know, couldn't do nothing with it anyway. But, yeah, those bobcats go and go and go and go. That they can. I think they say the deep snow hems them up a little bit, but that's what sucks when it's deep <laughs> snow. I can't get to where they're at. Exactly. But it is fun, though. It's like a big rabbit hunt. Yeah. This is pretty much how I've done it. Mm-hmm. Um, Kong, well, he was a triple grand. 
he was the best bobcat dog I ever had. Okay. And Ari's his daughter. She's a triple grand. The one out there, the female. Yeah. Um, she's the same way. There you go. But she's like the trashiest one I've had in a while. <laughs> and but I let her do bobcats. Yeah. But even now, I still don't trust her a hundred percent. I'll be honest. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Sometimes I'm like, yeah, I don't know what that is there. <laughs> I'll tone her, and she'll. If I tone her and she keeps on going, it probably is. It's a coon. And she'll try it. Yeah. If I tone her and she's like, uh, you see her shoot off the side. She knew she wasn't. Yeah. Right. She'll be like, nah. Yeah. Just messing around. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. Yeah. There's been some. I, it's funny about the competition dogs, though. One of my ones that I won a lot with mm-hmm. wasn't anywhere near the best coon dog I had. Really? Yeah. Yeah, just something in a competition. That sucker would get with it. But he, yeah. he was like, ah, oh, you know, some of the guys would hate him, but. Was he competitive? Real competitive. And if he was one to get yours and his and. Yeah, you know, you never knew he he was just wanting to do whatever and get get whatever. Yeah. So, but I won more with that dog than probably any of them. And I swear he was not the best dog I ever had. It, it, I had a female. She was a little cur dog, but by herself, we would treat coon. I, and don't get me wrong, like we've treated plenty of coon with her. But mm-hmm. if I took her with my buddies and their hounds, it was like she just kicked it up a notch. Yeah. And it was like. Man, I wish you looked like this every night. <laughs> she yeah. just put that little extra effort in there. Yeah, some of them are like that. And I just laughed. Cause I like that too, though, in a dog. I yeah. like that extra kick, you know. Yep. Yeah, I like the ones that kick it up a notch. Well, you got any more good stories for us about your red bones? Uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to think. There's so many of them, but... Uh, Oh, I remember I was just looking outside there and saw those leaves blowing. We were hunting one night. It was real windy out. And my buddy's son was along. He was like 12, I guess. And he had a hooded sweatshirt on. And he was like, I'm cold, you know. And <laughs> he lays down there, gets on his knees on the ground and just balled up like a, you know, balled up yep. with the hood over his head, crouched on the ground. And uh, my old red bone came in, lift his leg, just dumped it all over him. <laughs> Uh, that was one of the things there. It was kind of funny. Yeah. But, uh, I've had other ones. But that warmed him up right up. <laughs> yeah, we were laughing. He's like, what are you laughing at? And then he's like, oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, stuff like that. Um, I had some pretty, uh, the, some of them like to climb trees a lot. Oof. Yeah. It's, Never good. Yeah. Uh, I just had a well, a gas monkey dog out there. Yeah, I was, when he was younger, it wasn't really climbing it. It was a leaner into yeah. another tree, yeah. but it was a big leaner. And he was just really getting started. He was probably about like getting to where I was really like, man, I, he's pretty nice. Yeah, he was about eight months, and they were in their ways all of a sudden, and they're coming treating and. It was like, oh, my word, they're blowing a top out of it. Yeah. And I thought, boy, that gas is really treed. I get in there. He's already was at the bottom of the tree, the leaner. Yeah. He was up with his feet on the tree it was leaning into, about 25 feet off the ground. Jeez. Blowing a top. That's why I could hear him so good. Yeah. And the coon was... Wasn't that far above him. He's just blowing a top out of it. <laughs> I was like, oh, my word. And believe it or not, he come down the tree. I yelled at him. Oh, wow. I was like, come here. He looked at me. Come on. He turned around and come down. I couldn't believe it. I thought, there's no way I'm getting up there. Yeah. But he, he did. He come on down. Got lucky. Yeah. Had a talk about a tree climbers in a competition hunt one time. And uh, Cyanide's the other male out there. The older one. Okay. And... Uh, it was at a blue tick hunt. I had three blue ticks in the cast and him. And we must have went to like six or seven trees and didn't see a coon. It was crazy. And Sinai was nowhere with any dog. Finally, he trees. 
It was at the end of the hunt. Let's just. I'm just gonna skip that part of it. <laughs> but he get he. I had to go get him. He was treed, and uh, all by himself. We get in there, and he was up a tree, like way up a tree. Same kind of deal, a leaner, but it was real small. I don't even know how I get up there, and he's hugging the tree, treeing. And the guy that was with me from that club's like. I'll go get my buddy's wife. She'll climb up there. I'm like, what? No way. Because I'm thinking, I was trying. I'm like, that. Yeah. it's not big enough. I'm not, no way. But you know, I stood there at the tree, and the dog stayed up the tree. And he went and got his buddy and his wife. And his wife went right up that like a monkey. Jeez. I can't remember her name or the, his name, but I'm telling you. She went up that tree like a squirrel. Crazy. And it was so small, I was worried about, you know, is he going to dive off? Yeah. I was more worried about her than the dog at that point. Oh, yeah. Well, she gets, the dog gets up there, scoots it on down. We were, she was there about 10 minutes and had that dog out of that tree. Jeez. I was like, oh, my word. It was unreal. About two years ago, two or three years ago, Buddy Mine had a female climb a tree. And uh, he called the fire department. <laughs> I've heard of that. I've never had to do that, but I, I don't know how they would get in there. But They ended up getting a a big, like, 40-foot extension ladder. Oh, did they? Because she was over 30 foot, because they had a 30 foot, and it wouldn't reach. Oh, my word. Yeah, that sucks when that happens. So they ended up getting a 40-foot extension ladder from somewhere and <laughs> getting, it getting out. her out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah. Well, I really appreciate you taking the time to and inviting me to stop at your house today. Yeah, no problem. Thanks for coming. Talk, talk about some red bones. I know I've gotten some requests for more hound stuff. I'm a okay. I'm a cur dog man at heart, so yeah. I talk a lot about <laughs> cur dogs and feist. And well, you seen I got one of them out there myself. Yeah. Just getting started, but he's, he's I like him. Good deal. You can find me on Facebook and Instagram at Tree Talking Media. And until next time, keep them talking in the timber. <laughs>